0: I am sitting here at Hardcore Closer headquarters with my man, Josh Madrid. I found him on Instagram. I've been following him for a while. How many followers you got on Instagram?
1: Uh, about 166,000 of them. A lot. He said about not, enough, though. not enough. Like He not got enough. a lot of
0: followers. And, and so I, I found him through like the recommendations that Instagram gives you. And I started watching him. this is about six months ago. And I noticed, man, first of all, him and his crew are real young. And uh, how old are you? 20. So real young, you know, and uh, I'm sorry, now I'm feeling real old. And so, and these guys got Lambos and you got like a GTR, right? Like yeah. they got crazy cars, man. And they're, they're youngsters out there just doing crazy stuff, making crazy money off the internet. And uh, you, you guys got like, how many hustles do you think you got?
1: Um, a lot, a, a lot, lot of different man. ones. I also we have a few main ones that we really focus on, but we have a lot of different ones. Um, whatever's opportunity in the market, capitalize um, as well as just networking with a ton of different people. You know, teaming up on this business, teaming up on this launch. Um, so whatever keeps the cash flow coming in.
0: Man, so one of those hustles, the first one that I found from you was uh, the ATM stuff, man. Right. You, you still do that?
1: Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about so it. So a little bit about the ATM business. Uh, it's actually it's actually a very old traditional business model that not a lot of people um, are familiar with. I think a lot of people they see ATMs inside barbershops they see ATMs inside of. Uh, you know, salons and all these different places, and nobody ever thinks anything about it. It's just that's an ATM. You know, a lot of people think maybe banks own ATMs, um, but about probably about a year and a half, close to two years ago, uh, one of my business partners he, uh, from a different business he came up to me, pretty much saying that hey, we should look into getting part of the ATM business, placing ATMs in local businesses, and every time somebody uses it, um, we get paid. Um, at first, so like, that
0: three dollar ATM fee isn't a bank fee. It's right. like whoever owns, yeah, whoever owns the ATM. The ATM.
1: So at first I, I couldn't really like process that. I was kind of confused cause I thought, you know, banks own on ATMs and I'm like, wait, people are pulling out money, you know, how am I getting it back in my bank account? Um, but it's the money, it's our own money that we're stocking with the ATMs. Um, so I ended up looking into it. Eventually he convinced me to do the business to make sense and I had a lot of money saved up from like, you know, prior years of uh, business. And so pretty much I invested as a passive partner into the ATM business and he was going around and actually refilling these ATMs. And a lot of our ATMs, I'd say about 80% of them are actually in uh, the cannabis industry, right? You know, gotcha. and yeah, stuff like you that. can't use a credit card at the weed place. Right. You know? So these For are example. like high, high volume machines. So these are right. 1000 you know, yeah, to $3,000 profit there. Yeah. Uh, each month. And now we have over like 50 ATMs uh, between the both of us. And we have employees that go and fill them up. So we don't even fill, fill them up anymore. And uh, yeah, then on top of that, you, what you heard about from uh, us doing it, is that we decided to pretty much put together a training where people can essentially like franchise our business model because it's not like e-commerce where there's like a ton of different variables and you have to you know run ads and it might work. It's either like you put it in a location and it makes money or you put it in a location that's not busy and doesn't make money. It's very black and white when you learn how to do it. Right. So we did that and uh, I, I talked about it on my social media. I didn't think people would be interested in it to be honest because at first I didn't. Well, I was interested in it and I was like, this sounds like a lot of work. You know, but I think because it's a tangible business model, people can like vision themselves doing it instead of, you know, being on a laptop all day. Plus and, it's know, cash. Yeah, it's cash. You cash know, cash it, is very appealing. When you yeah? run an
0: ATM business, one like cheat code that you get is you get to take pictures with stacks of cash for Instagram. Yeah, you know I mean? it's like does little added like a bonus. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little average a- added bonus there. Yeah. So, so think about that. Like, so dispensaries, like, because he, he lives in California in Orange County. So dispensaries out there. I know I went to one in San Diego last one I was at. There's probably... Fifty people in line, and when I left, there was fifty people behind me. By the time I left there, so and I was there for maybe thirty minutes. I mean, they right. were—it was a big place. They were running people in and out of there left and right, and almost everybody hit the ATM while they were waiting yeah. for the, the gatekeeper to let them in. And so, I mean, I think the ATM there was like three dollars a pop. Now, do you have to split that with the person? Yeah, so that just owns depends the on
1: what you negotiate. So for our uh, most of our like exams,
0: sales skills, that's what yeah. Saying.
1: So for most of our locations, we we actually charge four to four fifty. Okay. Um, but you know, some people we t- some people charge two dollars in a uh, lower uh, volume area. It kind of really just depends on the location. Um, so for some places we don't split anything. For some we split up to like forty gotcha. percent. Um, but it really doesn't matter because for the business owner it's kind of a win-win no matter what. It's hey you're gonna have more cash coming into your business. Um, and let's say let's say we even negotiate twenty percent of the fee that we get to them. It's like, hey, this is an extra twenty percent of each transaction you're going to just get for free. You know, having a team here doesn't cost you anything. Right. You don't lose anything if you read. You know, don't it's put my it there. cash,
0: my risk, my machine. You just get paid
1: from it. Yeah. So it kind of just depends each location. Um, you know, preferably we'd like to not give them anything, but some right. people might be like, oh, you know, I had another person come in here who's willing to give me this, and right. you know, it was kind of just becomes negotiating at that point. Gotcha. So how did you get in? So you're 20
0: years old, man. You know, I didn't discover this stuff until I was about 30. Right. So you got a 10-year jump on me. How do you How do you get like roped into this this just, online this marketing, money make stuff. money world?
1: Um, so it's actually kind of a funny story. Um, I, my dad used to do e-commerce like back in like 97. Really? Uh, before the dot-com bubble burst, he had a company that was doing like 7 million annual uh, sales annually. Ah, cool. uh, but the dot-com bubble burst at the same time he was also in med school so he couldn't manage the business himself so he had like his dad So hang on some, your dad's a
0: hustler too he got yeah, e-com yeah. business and in medical school i just want to point that out yeah so he's he he trying was to do both yeah.
1: but then the, so the dot-com bubble started to burst and my dad had his family members who had no business experience at all managing his business so he could focus on school because i was just born and so um pretty much the company went bankrupt within a few let years let that be a lesson
0: too go find professionals don't let your family do stuff
1: yeah so he actually went, the business went out of business, uh, he had pretty much no money left over. The, our family we find out was just splurging, you know, buying all these crazy things. Uh I think like CD players just came out or something like that, and they're buying you know all the friends and family, all this stuff. Um so my dad had a decision, he's like, you know, try to rebuild this business after the dot-com bubble burst, which he probably should have sold it before that, or you know, focus on medical school, which was the you know the for sure route to one day be successful. So we ended up going the medical school route. Um and he so I think it was second grade um I wanted to you know buy my first pair of Vans. Vans were like trending at school, everybody was wearing it. And uh I asked my dad to buy me these and my parents were the type of parents that were always like if you want something you have to buy it with your own money. Like forever. So in second grade, were yeah, in second grade though, I'm like, how the hell do I come up with 45 bucks? So my dad, he already knew about these Chinese supplier websites where you can you know find products for cheap. So he bought me these beanies to give me pretty much like a $30 loan, bought like 10 beanies. And I went to school and I went to like my daycare. I used to convince kids and kids' parents to pay me like five bucks for these beanies. And so I made like however much I made, I think like 50 or 60 bucks, paid back my dad and I bought these pair of shoes. These ended up becoming my favorite pair of shoes in the world every single day. Um, But long story short, that was second grade. Each year, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, all the way up to uh, ninth grade, I started selling cases, shirts, um uh, when I got to eighth grade I was selling snapbacks because the song Snapbacks and Tattoos just came out. So like, it was trendy. So it was always based off the of trends of what I was selling. In um, eighth or ninth grade, I started selling jewelry. So like silver plated chains, gold plated chains, kids at my school. I was buying them for two, two to five bucks, selling them for 80 bucks at school. Oh. So I bought my first car cash at like 15 and a half, like 14 grand. Um, and you know, I was a car person, so I'm always like souping it up, doing all these cool things. Um, at 17, right before I turn 18, I wrecked it. Um and I was being cheap and didn't have the best insurance, so I lost pretty much all the money I put into the car. And I think I got back like maybe like twenty five hundred bucks. Um, and I bought like my grandpa's old two thousand two Toyota Tundra with that. And my ego was kinda shot down. I was kinda like, you know, feeling down as I had such a cool car, spent all these years, you know, saving up, making it look cool. And now I'm driving, you know, this to me that was a piece of shit because I was used to having a nice you know nicer things. And um, I was kinda, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I had scholarships lined up for track and field, um, but I really just wanted to Find something else so I got into the car flipping business um, I met this one guy and I pretty much started giving him money. He flipped cars from the auction I'll sell them on Craigslist and then he scammed me um, He pretty much built my trust up enough for me to give him more and more money I Gave him about 10 grand and then he scammed me and just went mm-hmm. in my and I never knew his real name I should have I should have learned all that information um, So that was another big loss and then I got a big d- lesson Oh big super lesson. big lesson and I realized I thought he was a cool person. I thought you know Uh, He was very professional, but ended up being he was a professional con man. I ended up find out he was on the FBI's most wanted list, like conning people. Um, So then I got introduced in high school uh, to network marketing. Pretty sure you're probably familiar with network marketing. So I did that for about two or three months. Uh, I was decently successful making about two to four grand a month uh, in network marketing in high school. But lost a ton of friends at school, uh, the people who weren't interested were, you know, making fun of me, uh, you know, making pages on social media. Here saying, comes
0: Josh with fucking vitamins again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: you know, saying it's a scam, saying, you know, it's too good to be true, it doesn't work, etc. And I was still focused on, you know, this because the culture was the good, the networking, I you know, met all these different people, um, the environment. And I, and I fell in love with that culture, right? I fell in love with the hustling and selling. And so, um, Which one were you a part of? I was a part of a company called okay. Um It was the company that everybody went to with Vima, up and down. Yeah. Gotcha. with And so, I did it for about three months, but I was like, yo, this is taking way too much input on my end and too much work on my end to maintain this sort of income. Mm-hmm. People are falling off, the people that, you know, we're bringing in, only a few of them are actually winning. Um, I was like, there has to be an easier way where I don't have to drive all these miles to do home events and speak in front of all these different people and invite everybody every single day to the events for me to make the same amount of money. And that's when I went online and I started doing research, 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 and I came across like e-commerce, Shopify, uh, print on demand, as well as affiliate marketing for like software companies, like pretty similar to like uh, companies like phone sites. And so dived into that, studied it for months and months and months, uh, school ended. And at the same time, I was also building um, a fitness brand doing personal training. That's how I was making money then. And uh, people wanted to buy like our apparel. So that's how I started getting into print on demand because people wanted to buy our, my fitness apparel. And then I was like, why can't I just make a pair on anybody, and Everybody. Right. So I did like a like, you know, label on it. Yeah, so I started doing like, Instagram. Instagram marketing, <laughs> building pages and stuff like that. And uh, long story short, from graduation of high school to pretty much uh, starting uh, college, I went from making only a few thousand dollars a month to about seven thousand dollars a month starting college. Um, went all in with that and then started doing like social media marketing, um, you know, building up people's brands, helping people grow their Instagrams. Uh, White labeled an Instagram growth company so like software as a service literally kind of did everything even flipped Instagram pages at one point used to build them sell them Uh, affiliate marketing with big uh, Instagram pages doing shout outs and uh, long story short made 27 grand my fourth month of college decided to drop out um, and got invested into a another software company that I pretty much uh, did all the marketing for. And grew it to about six hundred thousand in about four months with another business partner and then me and him tuned up e-commerce and long story short pretty much that's led to where i'm at today um doing multiple different things with social media consulting and, uh, and marketing
0: man so did you had like a for most people would be considered a lifetime of experience in about five years right and uh i mean like aside from the the hustling to get shoes for school and stuff like that i mean really you bought a car 14 and a half 15 and a half whatever you said and then you know got scammed. like like hit the thumbs up button if you ever started a business and been scammed by someone matter of fact hit the heart button if you started your first one or two businesses and you got scammed by somebody and had to start all over I'll start I'll enter the first heart and a like shit and i mean that happens to to almost everybody most people they get so scared of it they're like oh man this dude ripped me off this business is not for me but really you have to look at it as a lesson like should got your paperwork shouldn't right. like you said you should known the dude's identity you should have right. had some agreements in some way to to track them down right but you don't know that as a kid but a lot of people that you know for you ten thousand dollars a lot of money but some people man they invest they'd be 40 50 years old and they'll invest a hundred thousand dollars with someone from their 401k or their savings right. or equity from their house and not even have those facts. So it's a good thing that you learn that at a young age. And then, you know, for me, I went through the same thing. It was like, uh, I, I got into multi-level marketing I, I, for a few months and, and I made some money, ran some of my friends off. At yeah, the same sure. time though, the shit was unpredictable and complicated as hell. People weren't winning and I had to like match everything up. So I said, same thing you guys said, fucking, I should build my own stuff and sell it. Right. That's what they're buying is me anyway. They're not buying the shit right. I'm
1: selling anyhow. Now, that was another thing. Yeah, that was another thing I I, uh, started realizing. Uh, Yo, I built a team of like, you know, 500 to 1,000 people in a couple months, and I'm making like 5 to 10% commission. You make them somebody
0: else's customer. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, shit, now there's somebody else's. It's not not putting my
1: brand, I'm earning literally a small fraction of the sales I'm generating. I was like, why not earn 100% of that, you know, and actually have a brand where I can actually have repeat customers. And as well as I control the product they're getting and the value they're getting compared to just people are signing up because, Hey, this is some fitness products and it's an opportunity. You know what I mean? So I realized that and that I think kind of opened my potential, uh, to, and you know, how much I can actually do. And that's kind of, I went pretty much full force with it. Um, built the business. I almost pretty much locked myself away in a room. Um, after I dropped out of college for like six, seven months, but I, always, I still wanted to kind of build my personal brand. So it was kind of funny. I'd actually like once a month, uh, I would go do like photo shoots and video shoots and bring like different outfits and you know, do all this different stuff. And or whenever I travel, and I would stack up content and I'd hire somebody to run my social media to post these content throughout the month while I'm at home, literally lock myself in my room on my computer, you know, building stores and you know, working all day because I couldn't, not I couldn't do both. Seeing you know? what you
0: believe, you know, or believing what you see on yeah. uh, social media obviously it was there, but I mean, that's smart. It's like I, I got some friends that they travel all the time. That's what you think when you look at Instagram. Really, they only travel a few times a year, right? But they're constantly repurposing content from when they were there to make you think they live on the road all the time.
1: Yeah, I literally it's so funny, man. I literally wrote like a month's worth of captions, it took take like me hours from different stuff. Because me and my friends, when we have conversations, it's usually always about entrepreneurship and you know, like different things that contribute to success. So, I'm, my, my brain's always like firing off thinking about different things. And so, I literally just pull out my phone, and I'll just write things down whenever it's going through my mind. And I literally just I used to paint this kid, and it's funny now, this kid is actually actually killing it now, doing like six figures a month on Shopify, because I used to pay him like 800 bucks a month, and then pretty much mentor him, and he would run my social media, because he used to build like big viral pages, do like, you know, the power likes, and the comments, and all that right. stuff, and he would just run my stuff, and I'm managing my business, you know, focusing on it, because at the time, you know, I didn't have the capital, or the resources, or even the networking to, you know, build a team where I could, you know, right. pay a bunch of different people to do all these different things, and actually focus on, you know, putting out content on a consistent basis. It just wasn't possible,
0: you know? Yeah, man, that's, uh. That's good stuff, man. So, so for the young folks that are watching this, right? If you got uh, kids at home, they're in high school, make sure you share this with them. If uh, if you got somebody on your team, some a young dude starting out in sales, make sure you share this with them too. For the young people, man, what what would you like? What kind of advice would you give the young people that? that right now they're thinking about either going to college or getting like a quote-unquote real job like what would you say I mean because you grew up privileged your father is you know uh, an MD and and Mm. went to medical school like so he's got he's hustler in him but he's also very traditional went to college and everything else so you grew up with and you live in Orange County nice part of the country grew up with a different perspective than a, a lot of us did so yeah, so you know what, what was it that the what was it that you would say to the youngsters that are making that decision right now? Well
1: so like I said for number one for me was that my parents taught me very young to be like self sufficient, right? But at the same time and that also that you know being like excellent, being great was kinda of just like an expectation. So kind of, for example, um, and at one point I kind of despised my parents for this, but I see how it's built my character and who I am. So now I'm actually grateful, but I remember when I was younger, um, if I would get I would get good grades, my parents would just be like, okay, but my little brother and little sister got good grades. They'd be like, Oh, we'll give you five bucks per A or 10 bucks per A. And I used to be like, like, why? Like, why don't I get paid? And they're like, because you're expected to do it. You, like. If you already got good grades, right? Proving yourself to get good grades, then why do we need to pay you to keep it up? That's just, that's the standard. That's right. the standard. Right. So I kinda, you know, this broke, shit would piss me off too. Oh, man. for sure. But it kind of, Oh, my money. <laughs> yeah. So, but it kind of built this like, um, this, you know, standard for me to always just kind of be my personal best because that's what, it's just how things go down. And, um, so, like I said, you know, I never was like somebody who was like super poor, didn't have food on the table. I Always had my basic needs. It's just anything extra I had to, you know, learn how to grind for to get. And so sometimes
0: that's worse though. I think sometimes starting out like middle or upper middle class, it's like even worse for you because then you don't, you, you know, people discredit your story because right. they say, no, for oh, sure. Josh, he grew up rich," you know, or whatever. And, for sure, and and it, I, hear, I hear it all the time. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. And then, and then on top of that, it's like. Your idea of of lifestyle and stuff like that's way skewed from, from maybe what somebody else is, you know right. what I mean? And so it can be a, a disadvantage. A lot of people think just because you grew up in a nice home with good parents or money or whatever the case may be, do you have this huge advantage of life? but sometimes it can be a major setback?
1: Yeah. You know? you know, I look at somebody like my dad, he pretty much grew up not having a home. His parents had him at like 17 and both moved to different states with their current boyfriend and girlfriends. And my dad just pretty much stayed from at different friends' house, different friends' house, different friends' house. He pretty much lived out of bag. You know, so for him, you know, that's his driving, like a motivating factor, that's right. gotten to where he's at. Right. For me, it's just, I understand that I can do more. And I've always been one of those people, you know, like dream big and, you know, I want the cars, I want the houses, I want the travel. You know, I always kind of seen that, especially with the new age of social media. You know, growing up, like, I, I go on social media and I see that lifestyle's possible. So I'm like, if somebody can do it, so can I. But uh, I would say my biggest advice for you know the young people watching this, um, cause again, I was trained my whole life and I thought I was going to be a doctor because that's what my parents said, like go to school, you're going to be a doctor. Usually like,
0: that stuff runs in the family. Like if your dad yeah. did it, you're kind of expected. Same with lawyers. If your dad right. a lawyer, you're kind of expected to so be that, a lawyer. So
1: that's how it kind of always was. And so, and that's, that was my original plan. I was going to school for uh pre-med. But behind my parents' back, I went and switched on my classes to business because I wanted to, you know, learn more about business and psychology and all that type of stuff. So I did that. Um, and even though I was in school in college, I had a 1.1 GPA because I never paid attention uh, in class. So I'd always be building my business while in class. Um, so, but I like to tell people a lot of people think, you know, because they see me drop out and they see all my buddies are dropouts, they're like, you know, just drop out, you know, uh, and build a business and do yeah, like this and that. All the
0: billionaires are dropouts. <laughs> yeah. So
1: you know, I think a lot of people because we just had an event in uh, Miami the other day. And literally, people are like, you know, hey man, I'm killing it online. Like, I don't want to go to college. My parents want me to go to college, um, but I think, you know, it's because they see this persona on social media. They think that that's just the way to go, you know. But the reality is, you know, you're only seeing that because people with the personal brands are portraying that, you know. And to build a personal brand as well, you know, because you can build a business, but I think as well as building a personal brand is something that's gonna be profitable for a long time because you could take that to boost any business. Sure. So
0: Richard Branson being a great example that probably right. the greatest example ever is Branson. Like that when he's puts virgin on some people buy it.
1: Exactly, know, Elon yeah. Musk
0: is another great When He puts Tesla on surfboards, they sell out. Flame throwers, they sell yeah. out, you know, like. So,
1: so like a lot of people, they're building businesses and doing well, they're doing e-commerce or doing social media marketing, but they want that to be their bread and butter when the reality is nobody really knows exactly where that's heading in the next five, 10 years. Which is why I think building a personal brand is the most is the most important thing. So you know I know that
0: Jeff Bezos is only going to get better at it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know exactly. That for sure.
1: And so I pretty much tell people, I'm like, you know, honestly, I do not regret going to college. Um, I was there for only four months, but I rushed, I joined the frat, I met a lot of cool people. Uh, I, the girl I dated for like a year after that I met in college, even though or I met, yeah, I met in college, but we didn't start dating like way after. But it's still those networking things right. that I valued experience. So I tell people, I'm like, look, dude, if you're not sure you want to go to college, just still go. You know, go to a university, go to a community college, get a few months in, see if you like it, see if it's for you, still focus on building the business on the side. You don't need to go 100% all in. You're young, you have a lot of time. Um, and kind of, the, like my parents did not want me to drop out. When I told them I was considering dropping out, they were like, they are pissed, they are heated. Um, but I kept showing them my results. I'm like, look, I made 10 grand this month, I made 15K, I made 27K. And kind of each time I showed them me you know, progressing more, they kind of that risk aversion of me dropping out for them, I just lowered a little bit. And eventually my dad, I had like a a heart-to-heart talk with them. And he's like, look, man, I don't suggest you drop out of school, but he's like, but at the same time, he's like, you're 18 right now and you're only going to be this age once. He's like, college is always going to be around. He's like, what you're doing right now, you know, taking full advantage of this opportunity. He's like, I would hate to be the reason that you don't excel at that. And you, you know, go to college and do all this and leave, you know, potentially millions and millions of dollars on the table because you would have decided to stay in school because of me, right? Because you can always come back but you're never ever gonna gain that experience again. So that's why I was like, all right, I'm out, I'm dropping out, you know, like I said, I had 1.1, so like I was gonna be on academic probation anyways next semester if I didn't drop out, <laughs> you know? So I kind of really had no choice. Um, so I would tell people, hey, go to school for a bit, see what's for you, like network like a pro, meet as many people as you can, figure out what you like, what you don't like, but at the same time, maybe pick up like a sales job. I think, you know, that network marketing, even though it was a few months and I've kind of been selling my whole life, I could cut your, your teeth in a
0: in a deal like that. I know that's yeah, how I felt too. You know? Yeah.
1: So I think you know, you know, like all those skills, you need to develop those skills before you can ever really be successful in a business. That's true. You know, because it doesn't matter if you know, step one, build a store, step two, sell a product, step three, run ads, if you know all that information. If you're not you know prepared mentally, mindset's not ready, your your conviction, your confidence, your belief level, all that stuff is you know, your sales skills, persuasiveness skills, uh, skills, you know, how you influence people, if all of those are not up to par. It doesn't matter how much information you know, you're never you're never ever going to succeed in long term of business.
0: Yeah, and another thing that you kind of pointed out there too is, you know, for the, for the young folks, I wouldn't go into debt trying to figure out what you're going to do in life, right? So, like, so those of you that, that you know you're going to be a doctor, like Josh here, like going into to college seeing if that's that life's for you or not makes sense. But a lot of people, man, they just go, I don't know what I want to do in life, so I'm just going to show up to college and make rank up all this <laughs> debt. They break up all this debt, and then they don't get a chance to be an entrepreneur in their 30s because they have to have a job to pay for the the debt they ran up in college in their 20s. So if you got a dream, you're young. My my best guess, and this is how I got where I'm at today, is I just chased my dream young. When I took a commission-only job working in the mortgage business at 23 years old, I didn't have shit to lose. I didn't have any kids yet. I wasn't married yet. And if I missed a paycheck, it was cool because my truck was paid off and I was used to living on $300 a week any damn way, so like I wasn't going to miss anything, right? But what happened was the exact opposite of that. Within a month of working there, I made about $20,000, which used to take me wow. over <laughs> half a year to make. And then I realized like, wow, I'm, I'm glad I took this chance, right? Instead of going to college, a lot of my friends would show up after college, you know, 25, 26 years old, and they're going and working for $30,000 a year somewhere, which, you know, that's what they wanted to do. but. They couldn't fathom the money that I was making right. at the same age, being a high school dropout. Right. You know, they they
1: couldn't fathom it. And this is the age right now too. If you're you know 16 or 22, even you know, up to 25 years old, like you, like you said, you have nothing to lose. So one of the things I like to tell people, yeah. you know, people are like, well, what if I fail, or you know, what if it's not for me? I'm my little dude, I put my back against the wall. I give myself literally no other options. It's either I'm all in, or I'm not even gonna try it. And you believe that it can be done? Yeah. you, know, you yeah. have no doubt that you can do yeah, it. Yeah, and not at all. And so, like, when I put my back against the wall, you know, if something like fucks up or goes wrong, or you know, it looks like you know she hits the fan, I'm like, I'm screwed. I can't turn around and run away and you know try something else. My back's against the wall. I can only keep moving forward. So I just gotta find a different way to do it. And I kind of, I think I adopted that mindset, and I, as well too, was I trained my subconscious mind that everything I believe I can do, I can do, starting with like small little wins. So for example, if I'm like, hey, I'm gonna you know, pick up this water bottle right here and pick it up, then that means I like, I do whatever I say I'm gonna do. And so every time I you know, set a small goal and I got it done, my mind's like, look, dude, like, you stay winning. You keep getting it done. You know, I set my dream car goal, you know, to, uh, that I wanted one before like 25, and I got it at like 18 or 19. And so I'm like, dude, everything I say I'm gonna do, I'm gonna keep doing. So I kind of just kept training that subconscious mind. And now it's crazy because, you know, my first year while I was in college, um, I did probably less than hundred K because it's like, you know, four or five, five months. Second year, a few hundred thousand. And now I did freaking 400,000 one webinar before. You know, so seeing like those numbers, I'm like, holy shit, like if I can do that now, like imagine six months from now, a right. few years from now. And even if I lost it all, I still got like eight, nine, ten years before uh, I can still make it back and still be young and enjoy everything. And you have the investments working for you, right? Right? Yeah, exactly. I
0: mean, even if you lost one thing or another, you're very diversified. It's very unlikely that you're going to lose everything, right? You're going to lose one thing or two things. That's what we just actually posted back in our group, and I was like, how many streams of income? I was thinking about you, obviously. I was like, how many streams of income do you guys have? I have about 30, you know right. what I mean? Just little odds and ends. And some of them pay six figures a year. Some of them pay five figures a year. Some of them pay seven figures a year, you know right. But But you know, I can't, like I built what's called, what I call a bulletproof business. Like the, you can't put me out. Cause if you just snuff one thing out, man, I'm like I'm back door yeah. on something else, yeah. you know? And, and, uh, and, and I feel confident like you do too. It's like, I always tell everybody, all this shit did fly out the window i could just go back in sales and still crush it right and you right. could too with with your network marketing and webinar and all the other experience right. you go sell anything and make money yeah you know? exactly roofs houses whatever <laughs> the fuck, you know yeah so for the next part for for the older folks right the people that are 40 and up that are watching this and uh, we got quite a few of them here obviously because that's what i fit into Uh, What would you say to them, right? There's lots of them that have been at this job that are making $150,000, $250,000 a year, been at the same job for forever, know they need to level up and become self-employed or start their own business or whatever you want to call it. What kind of advice would you give to people that
1: feel trapped? So probably my biggest advice because I see I get a lot of older people that hand me up too. And as well as like my parents' friends, they'll reach out to me. I got old teachers reaching out to me. I pretty much anybody I come into contact with. Um, and one of the main reasons is because I live a pretty like, extravagant lifestyle. I travel like, you know, probably like 60% of the year, and you know, we're doing these cars. And, and it like to do fun. Yeah. Like you guys make everything look really Yeah, fun. we're always having a good time, yeah. everybody's happy. And uh, as well as I like to do like, outrageous marketing, so I wanna grab attention, I wanna do this crazy stuff. Um, so I think a lot of people see that, and it, like, it draws them in. But at the same time, I think it's very important to not get caught up on that. Because I think a lot of people, they, kinda, uh, they position themselves, and the way they feel about themselves is based on how they see these other people. Right? Like, man, this guy's 20, he's doing all this, he's doing all this. Yeah, Yeah. like, you know, I'm 40, I'm 50, I'm 30, and I'm, you know, still doing this and doing this. So I think at the same time, you have to realize that, you know, it might not have even been possible for you to be in this sort of position because, you know, 20 years ago, this, you know, opportunity that I tapped into was not available. But at the same time, you can't use that as a reason to hold you back from what you're doing today. So obviously, you know, sales is one of the best skills you need to learn, but I think what's also very important to learn is how to build influence in some sort of specific niche so whether it's you know your brand your business like if you want to you know get to that next level to build some sort of influence and authority in that niche and just kind of target that niche so for example um uh, i think you said you used to do like social media marketing something like that but that's something that old people if they really take enough time that they can master or it can be whether it's you know podcasting it can be we called y'all old people i'm just laughing <laughs> <laughs> older old people, people older people you old motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> but um so whether it's you know, like you know, podcasting on a specific niche and you know, building income that way by doing uh, streams, I think one of the biggest things I would like to say is uh, putting your face on camera. You know, and obviously my strategies might be a lot different and not what people wanna hear, but what I think is gonna be the most profitable thing. Right. So you know, putting your face on camera, you've obviously seen, has proven to be a lot more profitable than pretty much a lot of other businesses. You know, and I think a lot of people obviously, are going to be uncomfortable doing that. You know, I look back at my old videos when I used to be on camera, my, for, my voice is shaking, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here, I'm nervous, I'm you know, stuttering my words. Right. And obviously, you're going to get more comfortable as you do it. Practice. Right. So I think, you know, building a brand that way, for example, I have a buddy, he, his name is uh, Barry Digidio. Um he's probably closer to around 30. And he's all traditional businesses. He has the paintball park. He has a place that's called Brownhouse Burger, which is a burger joint. But and even though they're like traditional businesses, he's using social media to literally soar them to the next level. Right. You know, literally. And his
0: competitors are sleeping probably. Yeah. Right?
1: They can, they're not even in the same league. <coughs> yeah. Like there's there's no competition whatsoever. And he's going out of his way to grow the market, to get influencers there, to go to networking events, to film videos, you know, to put out all this content. And it's literally like. I'm seeing him. He just got verified the other day, just because of like his businesses, and he's doing press, and he's doing all these different things. That is, you know, literally taking him to an entirely different level. You know, no, no traditional businesses are doing that. So whether some people are, you know, they have their own business right now, and it's not where they want to be, and they're doing it, you know, the traditional way, they're just having a brand that doesn't really show their face or is not or has no personality to it, then they're obviously going to lose in the long run. Right. So instead of some of these people, if they're doing 150K, 200K a year, but they want to get to that next level, then building passive income investments. You know, for example, like I said, the ATM business, that's something per ATM that does you know, maybe two to three hours a month of work to just go to the bank and refill it. And it's not going to make you a freaking millionaire, if, unless you have you know a huge team and you have you know 50 plus ATMs or however many it needs, you know, depending on the locations. But if you can make 1000 bucks a month, a thousand bucks a month, and do a few of those times five times, just 10. like a rental property. Yeah, exactly. Yep. With uh, less startup costs.
0: Yeah. You, know? you you know, you're putting 10 grand in it instead of 100. Yeah, you
1: know? and you're making the, the pretty much similar returns. Yep. So you know, you're doing that. Let's say you have five, ten ATMs locally in your local city, you can make an extra five to ten k a month for that. For that's an extra hundred thousand a year almost. And you know, that's life changing for some people. And not not everybody wants to be, you know, a multi millionaire you know I mean they probably do, but the reality is I think a lot of people are would be very comfortable making an extra hundred K mm-hmm. a year fifty K a year, you know, to the pay life changing money
0: to most people. You right. Know, most no, for sure. people that an extra an extra hundred K is life changing fucking money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, as well and as that you know, that just shows where our mindset cuz it's like, damn hundred K I still gotta go got extra hundred K I go find another one on top of that. Yeah. But to most people it's life-changing money, you know. Right. So yeah, it kind of all depends on you know
1: your standards, where you're comfortable living. Um, obviously, once you start making more money, your standards of life are going to increase, and you're probably going to want to make more money to you know fill that void. Um, but again, there's so many I think opportunities. Social media marketing—that's something that you know older people can excel in. Right. you know let's say you have a few hours of extra free time a week you're probably most people probably take somebody that's 30 more serious than me walking into the business saying like, hey let me do social media marketing even though I'm younger and I might know more about social media it's just the uh, perception of somebody yeah. young you know managing hey, doing wisdom that. right what the right
0: perception is yes so speaking of social media obviously you you're big on social media and been using it for a while um, a lot of folks you know the, the, the we the my Average client is probably 35 years old. Right. And uh, a lot of them think their customer's not on social media and stuff like that. But the climate in social media is changing a lot. Like, do you even have a Facebook page?
1: I do. You do? Yeah. so like
0: You know, uh, I just
1: started doing like affiliate marketing a lot on Facebook as well, too.
0: Facebook's changed a lot in the last year, man. The algorithms have changed. The way the groups are managed has changed. The way that the engagement goes. Like, man, you know, we can't even, we have a group that's 80,000 people. It's the largest sales group on Facebook. Yeah. And, man, you can't even hardly find shit in there. It's, it's, the algorithm's so messed up right now. And I've noticed there's been a big switch over to Instagram, right? Which is obviously owned by Facebook as well, right. but there's been this big switch to Instagram. I spend more time on Instagram than I do uh, Facebook, and, and I still look at Facebook as like work for me, whereas Instagram's still pretty fun too, even though I, I make sales and meet people like you from and stuff, but right. But so you're using Facebook, but it, it looks like you're mainly on Instagram, like that's your place, yeah. right? so mainly on
1: Instagram, I actually started mainly on Facebook when I first started building my personal brand, um, I did affiliate marketing on Facebook. I've made probably like 10, 15K a month doing that while in college. Um, but I also, I also seen a lot of people that are like 30, 40, 50, 60 on Facebook who were killing it with affiliate marketing. Um, you know, Literally with simple strategies like going to these sales group pages, going to affiliate marketing group pages, and you know, just adding everybody as a friend that's active, yep. and then posting quality, valuable content, and then following up with products and services. That's, I, I, that's how I first started making you know, pretty uh, good money on social media. Um, then I would go on uh, Instagram, and I started doing that on Instagram as well, and I would go on Facebook and be like, hey, here's how I'm making money on Instagram, if you want to buy this, I'm doing like a webinar, I'm teaching you how to do it. And it's like, boom, that just opened up an additional stream of income by just doing the same thing. Yep. Um, but I think in my personal opinion, one, Instagram is probably the best social media platform, I and I think the reason why is because when you go to somebody's page, you can get a very good feeling of who they actually are as a person just within a few minutes. You know, by seeing their content, their captions, their stories, you know, the highlights. Like, you can kind of get a a gist of who they are as a person, what they do, or what their values are, or, you know, whatever it is. At least for people that are, you know, uh, pretty active when it comes to posting. Um, Facebook, I feel like you have to do a bit more digging to get that uh, vibe, as well as Facebook, it's a bit more... Um, you know, If you don't really know somebody, you're not gonna comment on the picture. Right. You know, usually people comment on people's stuff that they have some sort of connection to, right. or that they wanna build a connection to. Instagram is like, hey, if you disagree and you like this content, you engage right. with it, you comment with it, you share it. doesn't feel as um, personal. Yeah, it's more personal. Yeah. And I think Instagram has gave the ability to, um, for people to really get to know somebody through live videos and yeah. you know, Instagram stories You know, I don't I think if I didn't do Instagram stories Just you know, my social media sales would probably be you know, 60 70 percent less if I was just you know Making money or uh, building my brand off posting content um, But another platform that I think a lot of people don't tap into or don't think about is actually YouTube. Yeah,
0: so that's I, a big
1: one. yeah I built a uh, YouTube of like 35k subs within like three or four months and I was posting pretty consistently like four to five times uh, probably a week and I started, the more I posted, the faster I would grow. And it's very easy for me to get at the top and to rank just by doing keywords and you know uh, the thumbnail and you know, how I titled the video. And I built a following where that following is transferred over to an email list, to my Instagram followers, to Facebook, uh, to my podcast. That, and that's YouTube helps me keep my podcast in you know, the top 100 ranked. And so, and I think that's another strong platform for people to get to know you. Cause for example, me and you are talking, we're talking to the camera, people listen to us, but this is how we were talking when we first walked in. Right. So it's like, right. this is like who we are as people. Right. Some people on YouTube, you know, they're kind of a kind of front, like it's very scripted. But like, I think when you're very raw, very authentic with your following, then you can build a very strong brand. Well, they whether, want
0: you, it's YouTube, right? That's yeah. really what it was created for. Exactly. You
1: know? And whether it's using, you know, YouTube to showcase a product or to showcase, you know, your personal services, um, I think it's a very huge opportunity. A lot of my friends that do internet marketing and they pretty much are mainly only on YouTube, not on Instagram, they're all doing multiple millions of sales a year. Yeah, and Especially when you're you targeting. Yeah. You
0: get SEO, you get search engine optimization within YouTube and within Google yeah, and, exactly. and you know how to like traffic, retargeting Google display network. Like once you nail it, I know some people like Ty Lopez is a good example. Yeah, know?
1: Once he nailed it, man, he made a fuck ton of money from it. Still continues to do yeah. so because of it. I had one friend and he uh, made one YouTube video and just titled it like pretty decently. And it showed up as I think as a recommended uh, under one of my videos mm-hmm. because we're friends. And then it just took off. Like this is like a month and a half after it's posted only had a thousand views. And then, like, randomly, 45 days later, boom, all the way to 300,000 views. Wow. He grows 20,000 subs in, in like two days. Wow. And now he's able, he started selling products on his YouTube right. and doing all that type of right. stuff. So, I think that's a big opportunity. It is a lot more work than most social media, you know, making videos, editing videos. Right. You know, then you yeah. gotta start having, your know, landing Keyword, and you know, keywords thumbnails. and actually be able to capture those leads and yeah. actually funnel them. But I, I do think it is very powerful. I personally, honestly, haven't made a video in like six months. I know I probably should. You know, we travel and we film all this content and we've been stacking content. We just haven't really been releasing it um, But I, it is a big opportunity for people that tap into it.
0: Yeah. Well, this will definitely be up on YouTube man. So um, Well, before we get out of here, man, you know uh, First of all, it's been cool to have you come by and, and talk to us. We had another uh, Entrepreneur in, in his 20s come by this week and, and speak with us as well. So we usually don't do uh one live stream every couple weeks or so you guys been in for a treat this week we hit you up twice uh almost back to back so but before we take off man how can they find you how can they figure out like what you're up to with your mastermind and your atm business like how can they get in on the josh madrid train man so
1: you guys can go on instagram and follow me at jet set fly uh j-e-t-s-e-t if you see that right here cutting the chain um or on facebook uh josh king madrid Uh, my fan page is verified and then YouTube, Jet Set Fly, personal website, joshkingmadrid.com. Pretty much you can find me um, anywhere between Jet Set Fly and Josh King Madrid. Um, if you Google it, all my stuff will probably pop up too. So, What's the story
0: with Jet Set? I meant to ask you that. Oh, first what's, it, what's the talk? story with it?
1: Um, it's actually really funny. So when I was in like a freshman year of high school, actually, um, I actually came across a dude who is anonymous on social media. And he just had his page like, like Jet Set Living or something like that. And it was just pictures of him traveling, having nice cars, uh, you know, literally just living this insane lifestyle. And I, like, fell in love with that lifestyle because I was like, that's how I want to live. Like, I want to be, you know, living this crazy type of lifestyle. And I'm, like, you know, 13 at the time or something like that. And um, so, I, I, it's funny. So, I made a new Instagram. Uh, I stopped using my old Instagram that I was using since, like, 8th grade or whatever because that's when it came out. And then I just called it Jet Set Fly. And I remember kids at my school used to make fun of me because they were, like, why would your name be Jeff fly? That's not your name. You know, why, 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 why are you doing this? Like, cause Instagram, nobody you know, started a business or talked about entrepreneurship right, on Instagram right. back then. It was like, you have an Instagram, you have a couple friends on there, you got your family and that's it. Yep. So I started doing that and I started posting, you know, like mindset stuff, motivational pictures and, you know, uh, reposting other dope pictures with like, you know, my own quotes. And uh, that's pretty much when people ask me, why, why do you have jet set fly? And I'm like, that's just that ideal lifestyle I want to live. I want to jet set life, you know, traveling, do what I want when I want on my own terms. Uh, fly, obviously, because you know, f- flying between you know different places, and as well as too, um, I was a high, a, a high jumper a long jumper in school. So, and every, like I was good, I made state like multiple years in a row. So I was like, when I'm on the field, I can fly, dude. <laughs> that's <laughs> you know? like your crew's name too, right? Like y'all are like, Yeah, so I, that, well like then I started kind of right? yeah, like, branding um, like the movement kind of as Team Jet Set, so people who follow right. me, Team Jet Set. It's not really necessarily a crew, it's more just kind of a model like of lifestyle. nation. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you, pretty much. It. And that's kind of the vibe I had, and people, they really correlated with it. They, they liked the ideals of the brand, what it meant, what it stood for and it's kind of funny you know i started uh doing that when i was just a random broke little 13 year old and it's actually kind of turned into something that's real and authentic that people you know from all over the world tune into and pay attention to and uh, that's pretty much it now it's just that's who i am you know
0: let that be a lesson as we close this out like man he comes up with this instagram handle he has this vision for a bigger version of himself where he's gonna have to stretch his identity and grow into the person that he wants to become like and the friends and family and school are like, hey, what the hell are you doing, right? How how many times has that happened to you, right? Where you have this, this vision and you have this idea that you're gonna do some next level stuff, you're gonna grow, you've gotta grow to become the person that you wanna be in life. And then people start saying, ah, oh, they try shit on your dreams, right? Like, they just try to find a way to pull you, be crabs in a bucket, pull you back down to their stuff, man. And, well, I'm glad, dude, yeah. that uh, they you didn't listen, man. I, I <laughs> think you got a cool <laughs> Thank brand. God, I'm man. Big fan, man. Thank I God. appreciate you coming by today, man. Yeah, thanks for the invite, brother. So check out Josh at Jet Set Fly on Instagram. Dude's got some cool stories, some cool cars. You guys like them. Make sure you send him a DM. Tell them that you, uh, you've seen them here at uh, the BFA headquarters. We're out of here.